But I was going into Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Power converter. Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. Power converter. Hello and welcome to Toshi Station Radio, where we sell power converters and talk about X-wing. Something, something power converter, something, something X-wing. Hey, I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. I'm Alex Middle. And I'm Ford Jenkins. And we've got a packed episode for you. Uh, Worlds 2023 just happened. It's been uh, in the books for about a week or so. We're going to go over that. AMG has given us a roadmap for organized play going forward, as well as teasing us with some new releases coming up soon. We've got some local news and events, music and weather. But first, uh, how are we all doing? Anybody had anything interesting happen lately? It's baseball season. It is indeed baseball season. Is, is it just me or somebody said something about this year being the first year in like six decades that every team played on opening day? Yeah, it, yeah, something about that. I don't remember exactly the exact amount of days. Or years. Yeah, which is great because it, it's not really opening day if it's like, oh, this team will be home three days from now. Like, I don't know. Yeah, why is it that a team with an even number of teams in the league would not play on opening day? Because Dome Stadium... So the reason they play Thursday, Saturday, Sunday is in case the Thursday game is rained out, they can just move it to Friday. Dome Stadiums don't have that problem. So if you're in a Dome Stadium, they'd have you play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh. Oh, right, because it's April. Yeah. yeah. It, it is, it's March, even. Yeah. What? At the what? time, it was, last At the time it was March, yeah. Oh, true, fair. <laughs> It was March, but it's not. I was like, Alex, I don't know what day it is right now, but I know it's not March. (laughs) Uh, uh, Doug and Alex, our buddy Brian's been in town, uh, just flew out today. It's good. uh, It was good seeing him for a short time uh, when he came by the game store the other week. Uh, Ah, man, we it's good seeing old faces, especially now that we're getting back into, you know, playing more regularly, seeing some old faces come out of the woodwork. uh, you guys were just up at Worlds. How was it seeing everybody again? It was dope. Oh yeah, it was it was an amazing time. It was awesome. It was an awesome time. Yep. Yeah. Well, why don't we just it go right like in? Four times. Yeah. Uh, so you guys went up to Chicago for Adepticon, where they held the X Wing World Championships. How was it? It was great. It was awesome. Yeah, it was, was cold awesome. and rainy. It was chilly. It yeah. snowed on Saturday up there, um, mm. like a half inch of accumulation. Over the course of that morning, mm-hmm. um, it was awesome. I mean, Defcon always, always amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's a great time just in general. Got to try out Aerodome, which is yeah, we, uh, we did my Aerodome. Oh wait, we, uh, wait, wait for Shay's game. game. Yeah. yeah, it's quite mm-hmm. fun. Quite fun. It is. I uh, it's 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 just one v one. Like um, I think it's like fighter jets. I don't know what era. Exactly. Uh, I think they were like biplane style planes. I thought. Yeah. Um, like World War One. Oh really? World I thought World it was like II super era. futuristic with. That's just like the vibe of all the design for it, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was getting from it. Um, Either way, it's one v one dogfights, and it's 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 pretty entertaining, and it uh, it plays really fast. It's uh, like we just did the demo, so it was five health on each ship instead of fifteen. But even with max health, that game wouldn't take more than fifteen minutes. And I understand it's like card based. You Uh, play cards as your yeah. Think of cards as your dials. Okay, interesting. So kind of like plotting maneuvers and things in Armada, but with cards? Yeah, so you're, the card has what oh. initiative... Like, so you, you each play a card. They have an initiative, I think, one through nine. Uh, whoever's higher number goes first, and then there are a list of actions that you do in order. 
Um, and like some of them you can skip, some of them you have to do, and then usually the cards have an ability as well. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll have to check out some more of that. Now, it sounds a lot like it's funny that, uh, you know, Wade coming from X-Wing and then making a, uh, you know, old school planes in dogfighting game is funny because didn't X-Wing come out of a World War II dogfighting game? Wings of Glory. Yeah. Uh, used, used the templates. Like, okay. Kind of stole. Um, but I don't, I don't know enough about Wings of Glory to know if it was, if there was any similar aspect, but yeah. Yeah, but everything coming full circle like that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, let's see what else. Uh, yeah, Alex, uh, you drove up with uh, uh, Biophysical and stayed with Mark Myers and a bunch of the St. Louis crew. Uh, props to everybody who went. I know some of our folks were in the last chance qualifiers and uh, worlds. Neither of you guys had to do the last chance qualifier, but it looked like it was at least from what games were streamed. Uh, pretty hot and heavy there was a lot of interesting lists at least that they put on stream that i hadn't expected to see and then of course the two days of worlds plus the cut saw like for someone like matt carey who played on all three days he played 15 rounds of x-wing like that is a marathon well he is the iron man that is no mean i mean not just matt carey but like that's no mean feat for anyone to have played 15 rounds of x-wing in three days (laughs) and the last chance qualifier was no joke like there were yeah i just remember we were walking by in round five at the two and two tables and there were just tons of names and like people that i recognized as really good players yeah just get in um shout out to ryan stanizuski who finished three and two in the last chance qualifier he came in 60th which was exactly how many places they let into oh, uh, the yeah, actual great. championship, and then he finished uh, seven and three and was in like the top twenty. Like he he literally did the last one in, and then made, went went really deep. Bad, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I saw a lot of great players. Uh, uh, shout uh, out to uh, Elliot Waits, who I played Waits Waits. I think it's Waits. Um, if not, I apologize for mispronouncing your name. We played in round two. Had a great game. Um, so he's, he's a listener. listener. He's yeah. a listener. So shout out there. I also right. played Nobby in round five of day one. Who's a listener to the podcast? Unfortunately, yeah, I, I, I too. So I had to I knock played him out. Nobby before great opponent. Oh, yeah, I, he was, he was, I was knocked out. He by... did request that we get some power converters in because he's looking <laughs> to buy some. So, so, so we might have to look into that. Yeah, so, shipping yeah, to played... Australia is pretty terrible. <laughs> I played friend of the podcast Zach Bart as well out of Indianapolis, well oh, Indiana cool. region. He I've heard that name before. He runs Crossroads or ran Crossroads in the past. Was the LVO 2020 champion? He, uh, yeah, indeed. He knocked me out, and uh, we were we met at two and two in round five. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, he defended Vader. I hit three defender Vaders, man. What a tournament to oh. be a defender Vader player. <laughs> <laughs> One would think he would have experience against defender Vader. But, oh, uh, I did. It doesn't yeah. mean it makes it any easier to to kill defender Vader. Yeah. Oh. And we'll, we'll get into a little bit of the meta, but you guys saw it firsthand. Uh, we talked about the different factions and what to expect coming into Worlds. How did that really uh, pan out? What did you guys see on the tables? Anything that really surprised you? Just Defender Vader, like I was saying. Pretty <laughs> much just three out of my five rounds were against Defender Vader, and there were only 11 of them in the tournament. <laughs> they all had it in for Smittle. What about you, Doug? Any, any Two of my list? losses were against uh, Six Ship Republic, which is not something I had practiced against. It's, uh, it's all the Born This Way clones uh, and Stub. So it's the two arcs. Contrail, click, kickback, and then stub in the Z95. Yeah, he played it as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It is not a good matchup for me uh, for Defender Vader with because I have relatively low damage output in my list, and I hit both of I hit one on assault and one on salvage, 
and Ooh. both of those the uh, the high ship count really hurt me. Mm-hmm. Um, I played one against the the classic five ship Republic sock boys, um, beating me around three. Then I played against Double Defender Reaper. I played against four Reapers in the tournament, and as well. <laughs> um, yeah, that was actually a really popular. Uh, they're really good uh, at objectives with the list- Maylerons. Is what mm-hmm. I'm calling them. I made that up just now. Maylerons has ever said that. I'm sure. Maylerons. <laughs> Where you going? Maylerons. Like I, so, it's ailerons, but they may do it. So it's Maylerons. Uh, I also want to say that, like, uh, I think there has been a lot of talk that 2.5 metas feel solved quickly because of the list building. And, oh, absolutely uh, not. This was, this was an insanely diverse meta. Yeah, like, and very um, different than were, what we expected. I say there were a lot of the things we expected, but not like not to the extent not in we any, expected them. Yeah, not in any high percentage. Um, like even. So, oh, go ahead, Greg. Um, I was just gonna say because I'm not great with like uh, you guys do a lot of statistics and all this you know stuff. Uh, but so Alex faced a lot of Defender Vader, and then you took Defender Vader. But was that just like? Just like so a were, little snapshot, but not necessarily like a good representation. Well, there was only 11 yeah. of them in the tournament out of 100. Oh my, and you faced three in a row? I placed yeah. three in the day, Yeah, two in a row. Oh my goodness, okay. I yeah. faced uh, two, four, and five. Yeah, and, like, I, and I round four was double defender in chance. I had no chance, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it, was, my. it was on. It was a really good game, but it's unfortunately just a terrible. It's on stream. You can see me PS kill a Reaper and then lose. <laughs> yeah, it, we were watching it and watching. You know, you took this like an amazing up, opening. Yeah, Great just opening. this face smashing joust in the middle. You take out the Reaper, and then the rest of the game just did not go your way at all. I did as much damage to his Rexler as Rexler did by bumping into the Reaper on the first turn to himself. Mm. Like, and uh, for reference, I hit. Uh, two of those six ship republicalists. There were five of them in yeah. the in the tournament. Wow. Like, okay, so we we okay. both got a little unlucky in terms of matchups in that mm-hmm. regard. Yeah, um, Alex, for your stream game, I was watching it live, and uh, most of the choose your champion betting went to the Imperials uh, because it seemed like on paper that was the better matchup. And then when you just charged in there and wiped out that Reaper for barely losing, you know, you didn't take the shield on. I took the shield on Fen and the shields on Manaru. Right, and the entire chat was just like, "Oh no, oh no, we're all gonna be bankrupt." And then to watch uh, two defenders did Fen yeah. only got four at range one, so I was only doing a damage at a time. Yeah, that's the thing. It missed out on, and then they mentioned it on the, the uh, stream, not getting the the that great and often reliable five hits with Fen really hurt the damage output, especially against defenders who can laugh off that five damage once, but not twice. I also want to emphasize how bad chances for that. that yeah, matchup. Like, like I couldn't even win on objectives, which I could yeah. have in a normal objective mm-hmm. game. Yeah, if but it's yeah. any of the other three scenarios, he pops Vizier and he can just win on objectives before they can kill him. Right. And because but... it's chance, his literally only option is trying to kill a defender, yeah. which is a which I, I took I took three range one shots into Rexler with that, and Rexler took four damage show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just harsh that way. There was a good uh, game on stream with a defender, ver- uh, two defender, and uh, the other player um, got two points at one time because the the defender player flew too oh, far no, that, away. That was, was Smittle's game. That, that, that was, was my, game. Game. Oh, yeah, that was my only game? chance. Yeah, that the, was the, the only chance I had of winning was to try to keep him away from the center 
so yeah. I can rack up objective points. And, and do I not remember it. that that was your game? That was my game. <laughs> How trash is my brain right now? It was late yeah. into the game. Like I'd already lost the game by then. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was at that, that point where it was close. I, really, I mean, that like brought you a little bit. And then he killed. I don't me. know. Yeah. yeah, it was at the point where you had to rotate Manaru's arc, and everybody went, "Oh!" At the point where you have to rotate the Jumpmaster arc, you're basically fighting from your back at that stage. That's not true, though. With actually that build, because Gar Saxon works out the rear arc as well, right? Yeah, so you're were, a three die gun out the rear arc. They so. they did point that out, but you were at the point. It was Manaru pointed away from the center was the thing, and they're like, "Oh, both of the defenders heading to the other side." Yeah, I mean, and there was. There the was reason I where... lost is because he oh. got nine points in a turn for killing Cannon at Manor, yeah. and that jumped him up to 19 points. Right, and that, that was at a stage where we're like, okay, if he can't kill a defender to stay in the game, and when you have two ships to do it with, it's like... I mean, if I if I killed either defender, I'm at 20 points, and I win yeah. the game. But so, Were you the only one to bring a jump master or just the only one to bring Manaru? He was the only jump master in the entire tournament. In fact, uh, you're talking about statistics... There is a website out there, pattern-analyzer.app, where somebody, I don't know who put this together, but it is an incredible statistical analysis tool in just great graphic format of showing everything, including all of the lists, the frequency of cards, and I went and looked at it. Alex played, Alex, of all of the 188 lists at Worlds, Alex Smittle had the most one-off cards. <laughs> I'm unsurprised. <laughs> the most the rogue of rogue lists. The only Gar Saxon. The only. I Manor was probably League. the only proton cannon. I imagine almost all dirges run ion HLC. Uh, no, there are a lot of proton nah, cannons out it, there. It's a little but, more split. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you were running. It was that you were the only protector at Gleb. Uh, yeah. No uh, and everything really you had on Manor. I can't believe Doug and I were talking last night, but this time we yeah. didn't mention this. We didn't think of cloaking device on cannon with Gleb. Yeah. So to to go into that. A little bit more like the the standard on Kane is you run Maul for the extra force, yeah. uh, and Smittle really wanted to coordinate. And like the problem with running like Gamut with Gleb and Kanan with Maul is you just don't do any damage. Do two ships, no list there. Yeah. Uh, and so like we discussed that it would probably be worth it to do Gleb on Kanan, and like you just have to utilize your force a little more religiously. Um, but like the cloaking device is right there to just make Cannon unkillable, and neither of us thought about it until Afterworlds, which is a bummer. Yeah, it's that, you know, the French call it l'esprit de scalier, the spirit of yeah. the staircase. It's yeah. that you're leaving the party and you go, oh, that's what I should have said. You know, it's mm-hmm. that feeling you get on the way home from a tournament going, oh, if I'd have only done that. Uh, but yeah, looking at the uh, faction distribution, Empire was uh, the largest faction, followed by Republic, First Order. Resistance and CIS, and then Scum and Rebels made up about eight and seven percent. There were fifteen Scum lists, thirteen Rebel lists, but then in the cut, uh, we saw two Empire lists, two Rebel lists, uh, one Scum, one First Order, one Republic, one CIS, and no Resistance. Uh, but I was I was really happy to see some of these Rebel lists do well. Uh, all weekend I was talking about. Uh, uh, Mario Nunez Jimenez from Spain, who I believe finished third in Swiss with an XYZBA list that just seemed so out there. But then looking at everything, uh, Kio Venzi was the most played rebel ship in seven of the eight lists because they're a uh, three-point A-wing with a neat ability that can... They're a three-point A-wing with the force. That's why he's... Yeah. But... Right, that's what I mean. <laughs> the, the, the neat ability that you've got force and the side-slipping helps you... Uh, maintain things but again it's uh 
there were some interesting things seeing what ships were most played. Uh, definitely the most popular ship in a faction. We talked a lot about ships you build a list around. For the first order, that was definitely uh, Malarus and Scorch in the ties, because every single first order list had at least one of them, and 28 out of the 30 first order lists had both of them. So how much th- how much farther behind was DT? Did that uh, DT was uh, hold on, let me pull that right up here because that was I think DT came in right after that. There were a couple. Yeah, yeah DT was the third. Uh, 24 out of the 30 lists had DT. Okay. So there were and, four lists with Scorch and not DT. That's interesting. Yes, and uh, uh, five. But five. the thing that the thing that surprised me there is because we talked about that when we discussed the first order that if you have to pick one or the other, DT because his ability uses strain is better because you can still use it after you do uh, red maneuver. Yeah, and I that... mean we discussed it a lot. There's pros and cons to both, mm-hmm. but um, I think one thing we probably. Uh, overvalued was initiative, which is where, yeah. like, so DT being I4 is not a big deal if it's all high initiative because the strain doesn't mean anything. But uh, initiative was lower than I expected it to be. It yeah, was agreed. still high. Um, like, there still wasn't any prominence of like ones, twos, or threes. But uh, hmm. there were a lot of lists that relied on four and five rather than five and six. Yeah. Um, right. And uh, a ship that also made uh, 20 out of the 30 of the first order was Lieutenant Gaelic, that I had to look up and go, which one is that? We've talked about him many times. Yeah. Uh, it's I hadn't actually seen it on the table. That's the one that when a friendly ship dies, you get to coordinate. He's uh, I-5 with a cannon slot. Is most yeah, that's the thing. It's the I-5. That's the uh, ability there. So what we also saw was uh, that, you know, the first order super efficient as expected. Uh there were a lot of common list, uh, at least chassis in a list together. The most consistent for a faction was uh, Separatist, which was a uh, Django, Grievous, a Hyena, that's either 404 or the Bombardier drone, and Dirge. But also, uh, the Boba Kanan and something definitely was the most popular archetype in Scum. Yeah, uh, I mean, I was I, I have to assume I was the only Scum player who didn't bring... No, there were, no, there were, there were two others that, that didn't have Kanan. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I had Fen Rao, though. So. Yeah, yeah, there, was... there were two other... There, I think there were four of the uh, um, scum lists that didn't bring that. One of them was a really another rogue list that brought uh, Q9 and Dr. Afra, uh, but Boba Kanan and another Fire Spray, and I think that's we really saw all of them except Kath. It's a spicy... We, 12 yeah. points, Q9. I mean, I've, I've been flying Boba Kashka Kanan, but we saw Boba Iman Kanan, uh, Boba Hondo I was, talk- I was talking about uh, Q9 Afra. That's a solid. Oh yeah. Right there. Uh, as yeah, far that, as the, I think Boba Kanan Rook is the best Boba Kanan plus list. Yeah, there are three of those. Uh, Boba Kanan Fen Rook is just so good. Mm-hmm. And then with uh, the Republic, we saw a lot of kind of a bit of everything. Uh, didn't see a whole lot of attempts at straight aces, but. The, yeah, mostly they, because they have a harder time in objective world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the CG Coruscant ships are just so yeah, efficient. the stock ships are just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, five ship lists were definitely the most common number we saw at Worlds, uh, with an expected average pilot cost of four point three. Uh, no one flew an eight point an eight ship swarm. Not surprising. Uh, I think there were a few seven uh, ship lists, a uh, few three ship lists, but mostly four or five. Question uh, real quick. Yes. Expected average pilot cost. Are you saying the average cost of each ship in a five ship list was 4.3? No, the overall average pilot cost of all, sh- all pilots that were flown. 
has to be the most meaningless statistic I've ever seen. <laughs> well, you know, basically that there, there were that what that means is there were more uh, expensive ships than there were super cheap ones. Uh, throwing That's it off. the opposite of what you're saying. If it's only four point no. three, no, get it. Uh, there are more ships that are above four than there. So he's just saying. No, he's assuming no, 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 that no. every ship is a five ship list. See, this is why this is a meaningless statistic because, uh, like, a seven point ship pulls the average much higher than even two three point ships. Right, that's what I'm saying. There were there were so more. There, there weren't more. But what was yeah. the average number of ships in a list? I know five ship lists were the most common, but was it closer uh, to five or closer to four? The that's average number question. of ships in a list. Hold on, let me look right at that. Four point seven. All right. See, the that average... is more. That's more interesting information to me than yeah. Uh, yeah, there there were seventy seven uh, five point ships. Uh, five point. Excuse me. Five ship lists. Fifty nine four ship lists. Twenty nine six ship lists. Nineteen three ship lists and four seven ship lists. Uh. I think, and almost all of the three ship lists that at least I saw were either uh, double decimate or something. Yeah, double, one of those. Uh, Boba Kanan plus. Yeah, Boba Kanan something or double defender something. Yeah. I don't think I. Uh, I did see a. Uh, I believe no, that was in the LCQ. A uh, uh, Falcon Ghost. X-Wing list, I think it was, that made it to stream, and I thought someone just wanted to bring all their beefy ships and have fun. And it looked like everybody was having a ton of fun. Uh, I assume that was the case in person. Yeah, yeah, it was... Um, I didn't come across anybody that wasn't just having a great time. Like, um, yeah, every, every every opponent I played was was delightful. Um I don't know. It was just it was a it was a great experience. It really did feel like the before times. Everyone was just coming out, awesome. having a good time. It was great to travel. It was great to see everybody. Yeah. One thing uh, I noticed watching the stream games is that, especially as the days would go on, rounds three, four, five, a lot of missed triggers happened, and it's a lot easier to be watching a game on stream and go, "Oh, how did you forget Slave One?" But especially when you're dealing with five ship and above lists, if there are complicated triggers and interactions, it is a lot easier than you think to miss those. So uh, yeah, that's not a new thing. There've, no, there have been missed triggers throughout all of X Wing in stream games. Like, but every single time someone had uh, Django out there, the slave one trigger was missed. Uh, there were like four or five Django's on stream, and I don't think one of them hit the slave one trigger. Uh, and in some cases, it would have changed the course of the round. So sometimes there's, I mean, a lot of ships we bring and we say they have a blank pilot ability just because we bring them for a high initiative. Sometimes that ability comes in handy. Uh, but the overall top table was an interesting one. It came down to uh, Niklas God, who is from Sweden, I believe. Yes, he yeah. is Swedish. And uh, Andrew Cox, who is not. American uh, Nova, Nova area. Okay. Uh, Nicholas was flying a six-ship first order list, Malarus, Gaelic, uh, DT Scorch, Backdraft, and Ember. And Andrew was flying Imperials with Backstabber and Mauler, both the boy versions, uh, Aiden, uh, Boy Vader, and Seventh Sister Faroff. And the probably the most controversial thing about Worlds, the finals ended up ending in a tie. And as per the rules they had set out for the event, it came down to a road roll. I mean, I mean the, the rules set the event in the, the tournament are, regulations. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. the standard tournament rigs. And that's you know one of those things that I, I I had never seen that come up in a finals before. And it, I mean, people were mad about it. People were raging, and they had to be explained. No, look, these are the rules. How did that go over in person? We'd already left at that point. Oh, okay. 
Isn't that uh, how LVO ended one year though? It was it was before two point five, so it was a in, in uh, first edition in first edition at, yeah. at Adepticon. Ironically, there was a Miranda versus Miranda where they had the exact number of same number of points, so they played loop and chewing mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. to make it a final salvo because they wouldn't let them call it early. Uh, that's the only one I can think of. Um, right, the infamous loop and chewy. Uh, I mean, Smittle and I decided a store championship at final salvo back in the day. So there's there's a history of hey we tied at the end random effect to roll it off yeah a, lo- I don't a know lot why of people folks... would be so mad when uh, final salvos were it's a thing people got to be yeah but like it's not like a surprise and people a lot of people are looking for excuses to hate on AMG as well yeah that's that is true and it's uh, a lot easier now to end a game in a tie than it was when it was two hundred points and more granular. The more common final salvos were mutual destruction rather than. Well, the thing is, objectives objectives give you a way to tie that isn't mutual destruction. Exactly, that's what there you know, was no easier. way to tie that wasn't mutual destruction or same points at the time. Well, but that's now what I mean. Yeah, actual, yeah I, I I know you're saying it's easier, but like, how could it not be easier? Like, yeah, that's and I mean. people need to realize that. I, I understand the idea that, hey, it's the finals. They should have played an extra round because they both yeah, have to Yeah, they're at a convention they don't control. They don't have time or space. It's Precisely. not their choice. It's not and their choice. Yeah. And uh, to be more constructive it. about it, if they want to not have that happen in the future, they should make a special rule for like the final table at a tournament that says if at time or you know, if well, at time, yeah. yeah then you play one more round, and then if the game is tied, you go to a final salvo or something. Right, it's like the or, special uh, overtime uh, rules in the process. Okay. Yeah, um, but okay. as far as the tournament yeah. itself goes, being mad about it is ridiculous. But, like, it's yep. it, it's what was in the rules, and they're they're not going to change the rules at the final table of Worlds just to make the audience happy. Yeah. Like, and I note that none of like, those, neither of those two players was angry about it. Right. Yeah, as they also, based on That's the position, thing. they both knew that there was a high chance the game was going to end in a tie that round. Like, the Reaper was headed off the board because he just <laughs> made sure he was safe. Right. Uh, like, yeah, so he was... forced them to play one more round, and then the Reaper flies off the board because it can't stay on. Like, that's a crappy way to end the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah it's, it, you, you can't change the rules at the Maybe. end of the game because you want yeah. it to be more exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah, so uh, I mean, the game was great. I loved the the game was. I say a, I, also great one to watch. I think it's really exciting that Worlds yeah. was so yeah. close. It ended on a tie and had to be rolled off for. As like close as you can be. And, absolutely. Like, and in my mind, they're both world champions. Like they oh, both absolutely. made it through between thirteen and eighteen games. I don't know if I think both of them were qualified ahead of time. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, um, sure. But either way, like they both played through a grueling number of games. Played a good final match and it ended in a tie that had to be rolled for just to determine who gets the trophy. Like that's that's as close as it gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nikos took the uh, the win again, uh, yeah. again uh, as it uh, another you know a a true to world remind state. you, Nicholas yeah. took the <laughs> thank you. He's he's also the first person to win a world championship without one of the OG three factions. Granted, there was only one two point worlds, uh, yeah. but Empire <laughs> won it. Um, but it's still exciting um, that First Order gets a a worlds win under its belt. Maybe we'll get some new ships now, too. Yeah. Zinga. <laughs> uh, well, also at Adepticon, AMG made some uh, announcements. Uh, organized play is coming back. We all knew it was going to happen, but they said that starting May 4th, uh, store champs and regionals are coming back. Uh, they haven't announced yet how they're going to be scheduled. I know that stores can send away for a store champs kit. I don't know how they're doing regionals. 
But uh, StoreChamps will award a Worlds invite, the same way that Hyperspace Trials did. And they said the top cut of regionals will award premium invites to Worlds that will include buys. Uh, no news yet as to how many buys, how those will be distributed, but that's going to be interesting. Uh, so they didn't clarify, but I th think for what it sounds like, if you win a regional, you'll get buys equal to uh, whatever it takes to... They, he said something about a bracket, like based on the size of worlds and everything like that, you'll get a number okay. of buys. Um, so I don't know, yeah, it's it's cool either way. I don't know how I feel about worlds invites for store champs. Um, that's... Probably no last chance qualifiers, probably because it's going to be set points. Yeah, I don't know, which is kind of a bummer. I think the last chance qualifiers a really cool event. I don't um, know. They they kept that up at the last. I mean, there was a last chance qualifier before the uh, twenty nineteen worlds. Yeah, but hyperspace trials were the equivalent to regionals, not star champs. That's true. Yeah. Um, I'm mostly it's a uh, like, I I like to think of star champs as being like pseudo competitive, like they're they're the highest um, casual event. Yeah, um, and putting a world's invite on the line probably pushes it higher for a lot of people. Um, I'm, I'm not saying it's inherently a bad thing, but uh, like I just remember how much we traveled for store champs mm -hmm. uh, back in the day, and now I could just see your really good players traveling, you know, four or five hours to store champs all around to go bully locals <laughs> is kind of a feels bad. Um, yeah, I, know, we'll, we'll I had a like, Texas I'm, guy bully me. That was a regional, though. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah, it was a hyperspace <laughs> trial. That, yeah. yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, wait. I was gonna say I feel bad, but you also bullied me out of the cut in that one. So. Yeah, and like, <laughs> I don't want to cry wolf you. before it actually happens. But that, yeah. that's just a, a small early gut reaction. About it. Like, wait, yeah. you know, I, I just mean, realized that was the tournament where I knocked Doug out of the top eight. Greg knocked me out of the top four, and then Greg got knocked out of the the, the top game. That well, was a touch. Try hard players and competitive players, and Doug just wishes yeah. the game was a little more casual. I wish everybody except for me would stop taking it so seriously. <laughs> <laughs> no, but again, that's a, that's a two-edged sword because uh, I like the idea of people actually like traveling to come here and mm. other places. Uh, I like seeing a lot of my X-Wing friends from all over. At the same time, uh, I know that back when Casey used to show up with at least a dozen of us, and if it was a smaller tournament and suddenly it was 30% Kansas City tryhards, I imagine that probably might not have been too fun for uh, some of the locals. So it really depends on... Uh, we've talked about this when we talked about tournaments, but I think you're exactly right, Doug. When there is something like a world's invite on the line, people are going to be more competitive, and that's just the way it is. Yeah, but... and... I mean, I'm okay with that. It feels like the before times. It feels like people traveling, people putting time like, and but, effort. But when you're you're like say Columbia, when you think of Columbia, they had a store champ. They don't have a group mm -hmm. of hardcore competitive players. If all of Kansas City and all of St. Louis came for that world's invite and we just bully casual yeah, I'm, players. Like, I'm less concerned about the larger metropolitan areas that have a established player base that already plays competitively and mm -hmm. them just taking store champs more seriously. It, it's exactly like that. Like if yeah. Columbia, which is, for those that don't know, Missouri, is directly in between Kansas City and St. Louis. And it has a small community, and they're all very casual, just love the game players, which is great. But if they got a store champ, and they're not aware that like a world's invite is a big deal, and a bunch of people from St. Louis and Kansas City come in and just kick their teeth in, it would probably feel bad. And they not might not want that, a store that's, champ again. That's what would happen. But no, yeah. We could all come and lose. Like That's yeah. very possible. We're terrible. But... <laughs> 
I mean, we traveled all the way down. I mean, I guess Tulsa is a bigger spot, but that's that was a hyperspace though. That was, I guess, we got to Tulsa, Tulsa store champs too. Mm-hmm. That was that was always coming, and that was part of it. Was it was there? Yeah, thing. like uh, yeah, like yeah. I said earlier, I don't I don't want to cry wolf too early. Yeah. It's just an early concern. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Maybe there'll be enough store champs that it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's if if a store champ is the equivalent of a just OP kit and like any store every, that wants every a store, store the other wise run gets one. Yeah, then it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, I'm just hoping. I know that back in the day there was a store out in Warrensburg that only catered to maybe like a half dozen casual players, and they had one player who was a serious tryhard showed up and beat the crap out of a bunch of kids in a three round tournament and got you know and everybody was like that's ah, a little sketchy, but I think that. I don't know if there are going to be those kind of things because right now, I guess the community is at a spot where if you have a store where only like maybe four or five people show up to play, probably not going to order a store champ kit. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know how that system works. So uh, we'll have more on that as it develops after May 4th. So looking forward to seeing more people. Looking forward to road tripping again. That'll be uh, you know fun. Yeah. More, more of them means more road tripping for us. Yeah, so it's... I'm much more happy than I am like nervous about it because it means OP's coming back and mm-hmm. uh, no. yeah, it's it, it it was so much fun to go and travel and I can't wait to do it more. Like yeah. it's it's one of the best parts of X Wing is going out and and seeing all, all these people you never see anywhere else. Yeah, another thing that I've been thinking of is right now actually, especially when we're in this uh, interregnum spot between Worlds and OP, a new season starting again. They've mentioned that our organized play seasons are going to feed into Worlds. And then it just starts over like a new season. Uh, what this effectively means is right now, everybody's on a level playing field again. No one's got a world's invite in their back pocket. That's not Everybody... true. Nicholas Scott has one. Okay, yeah, Nicholas Scott has one. All right, so <laughs> if Nicholas Scott shows up to a store champ, you have every right, you know, outside I of Sweden. To. I want to meet him. <laughs> I mean, outside of Sweden, Sweden borders a thousand countries close to that. That's not true. Sweden but you can get to Europe versus Alex. I also. I have nothing to confirm this, but I seriously doubt they ever don't let Paul Heaver play in Worlds. Like, yeah, they, the AMG <laughs> knows the history of the game. They're not going to be like, three-time world champion, but did nah. you get one this year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Paul's, I mean, Paul should have Worlds for life. Yeah, and That would be interesting. You know, world champion means you get a lifetime, you know, show up and defend your title at Worlds. Cool. That's, I mean, that's what FFG did. Like, yeah. Paul got a paid trip to Worlds every year, as far as I know. That's true. He's been a good ambassador of the game as well. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to that. AMG also announced some new product that they had hinted at, but we got confirmed with some details. Uh, there will be the Battle Over Endor is the next scenario pack. Uh, Rebels and Imperials again, but TIE Defenders in this. Uh, now, I don't know if I've missed some canon, but I've seen Return of the Jedi a lot of oh times. God, Matt, do not there, start There are no B-wings was... in the They did interceptors in Battle of Yavin, and they explained it there. It's the exact same thing. They existed just because they weren't on the screen doesn't mean they didn't. They weren't at the That's fight. what I was about to ask. I was like, did they establish And why did you that? bring up the question at all? Because I, I was about to say, did they establish that Defenders are there like in Rebels or Clone Wars? Or they don't need to. We know the ship exists okay cool cool, yeah, cool. like it would be logical it's... that it was there it was just not on screen i was just wondering if there was some canon from the cartoons that i missed yeah, yeah. Sure it didn't happen. Place in Endor. yeah. yeah. uh they also previewed the tie bomber and the yt2400 uh, yeah looks like uh black box packs are now going to include standardized loadout uh for these cards uh one of them yeah. being yeah 
a a scum version of Dash Rendar. I believe they, they hinted in the presentation Glebo. Scum Lebo yeah. as well. Scleebo. Scleebo. What I'm actually really interested to see is if um I always forget his name. Iron Squadron from Mark Rebels. Madden. Thank you, Mark Madden. I'm curious if he'll be in the pack. I imagine uh, he will be. Yeah. yeah for those the, who haven't seen Rebels, minor spoilers. There is a yeah, 2400. The, yeah. That uh is featured it's, in it. He's a. Uh, Commander Sato's nephew. Yeah, he's yeah. like Ezra's age. Yeah, he's pretty cool. I mean, he's not that cool as a person, but like... Yeah, someone like, mentioned, yeah, you know... Bad, he's a teenager. You like, wouldn't hang out with him. <laughs> well, he's a teenager, so I certainly wouldn't hang out with him. Well, I mean, not now. Rebels is like a couple of years old, so he's like 20-something. You assume he's five. <laughs> but someone pointed out, you know, when they mentioned Martman, so I was like, oh, they're going to put like a child soldier in there? And I pointed out, all of the clones are like four or five years old, so... Yeah, Luke was a oh, child soldier. He's was Ezra's 16. age, and Ezra has been in the game for years at this point. Precisely. Time. Also, there is <laughs> a literal like upgrade called double. The Child. <laughs> the Child. is 50. He's yeah. 50. It doesn't matter. He is, he is a baby. He's a Benjamin he's an, Button. I believe no, he's not a Benjamin of... Button. He's just an actual baby. <laughs> he is he's just an actual club. baby. Well... Mm. Uh, can't just call someone a Benjamin Button. <laughs> That's my thing. <laughs> the other I mean, thing that... Oh, go ahead, Greg. Nope, it's fun. <laughs> the other thing they announced were uh, starter packs. They talked about these on stream before. We actually got to see them formally. Uh, starter packs for Rebel and Empire. That'll be a new jumping on point, kind of like a new core set. Uh, only as opposed to the old uh, one X-Wing and two TIE Fighter core sets. These will have four ships from a single faction. They're starting with Rebel and Empire. They've mentioned that other factions will be coming. Yeah, they've confirmed every faction will get one. These are just the first two. Mm -hmm. uh, Which, it'll, I mean, it makes sense to start with the two OG so factions, the yeah, two most yeah. popular ones. Yeah, for sure. uh, They'll include pilot cards, upgrade cards, all the chips and tokens you need, range rulers, templates, a damage deck, dice, obstacles, and a rule book. Everything you need to sit down on your kitchen table and start playing X-Wing as one you know, player. Uh, They've also, I believe, confirmed that the standardized loadouts in the um, in the box are more like quick builds, and that uh, you can literally build all of the ships with the upgrades that come in it, like as just a yes, standard said, card. These are just all as one card. Yeah, the standardized loadouts those. all come. You know, all the cards that come in there, no custom, you know, yeah. talents or anything on there. Uh, it's looks like they're sticking with small bases for all of them, probably because that's the easiest for people to grasp when they're learning the game. Yeah, like mixing bases just makes it more difficult for a new player. Mm -hmm. Plus, uh, more expensive to package and ship, probably. Yeah. Well. Right. Have they announced a price point for these? Seventy-five. Uh, $75. And I think that's fine because you realize buying four small base ships is $80, 80 right off the bat there. Plus dice, plus damage deck, plus templates. That's even more than 80 now. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's great. That's this enough. is this is comparably cost efficient as a course it is. Like I think people glob onto the fact that course that's for 30 bucks, but they were 30 bucks five years ago. And um yeah, I mean, two point oh core sets were forty bucks. It was one point yeah. core sets that were thirty okay. bucks. Yeah, but I mean, was... even at forty, like, um, I think the only argument that the old core set is better is that it is a technically 40. a game by itself. Yeah, like two people can play with just the original core set. But this is definitely meant to be a like I know what tabletop games are. This is me jumping into the tabletop game, mm -hmm. and here's here's most of a two hundred point list or twenty point list. Jesus. Um, that I can play with just this box. It, plus, it'll be a lot easier because if you're running a game store and you want to demo 
X-Wing, you can pull the Rebel starter pack and the Empire starter pack off. You can slap four uh, standardized loadout cards on the table and have yourself a game. And, and it will give you a much closer representation of what the game the actually actual is. Actual game of X-Wing, rather than a 2v1. Yeah. yeah, Luke Skywalker versus Night Beast and a Academy yeah. pilot. Um, which, balance aside, is it's just not... It, it, the game was never like that. Like, it was never just three or four ships, like there were four total mm. ships on the board at one point in 2.0. Yeah, that but, was a or fun game. One point eight. Um, but, but you know what I mean. Like two, like Those are three cheap ships on the board versus mm. like loaded out lists. Yeah. And I believe the Rebel uh, pack is A-Wing, A-Wing, Y-Wing, X-Wing. Yep, and the and Empire is TIE, TIE, Bomber. Interceptor? Oh, Vader. No, advanced. advanced. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so... Again, no idea what's going to be in future packs. There's been a ton of speculation, but it's all unfounded right now. Uh, those are supposed to drop in late May, I believe. That is what I've heard is late May, yeah. So, more on that. Uh, again, these will be a great way to, like I said, demo the game at your game nights. Uh, I would recommend, if you have a regular game night at the store where you locally play, having this sample game set up there to show people who might be interested is going to be a great way to get people in because everybody recognizes those ships. Everybody knows Empire versus Rebel, even if you are a casual uh, Star Wars type person. And I think that's going to be great for getting people in. You can just pick up a box yeah. and start playing at a tournament, even. I really think the only bummer is that it's only those two to start with. Like, they got to start somewhere. It's probably yeah. hard to release seven at once, but, like... Yeah, um, yeah but it would, it would be really dope <laughs> if, if you said... Because, like, you know, you're talking about the game. You go, oh, there's seven factions. And, like, you bring up the prequels or the sequels and people get excited about it. And it's like, oh, there's no starter set for those yet. Is a bit of a bummer. But I'm yeah, sure there, they will there get will to eventually as soon be. as possible, yeah. It was kind of like when uh, 2.5 first released, we only had the first three factions for a couple months before they... Yeah, uh, but the other factions didn't exist, versus these exist now, there's just no starter set, is the yeah. bummer. Um, so, but I would not be surprised if like the prequel factions come out by the end of the year. Um, absolutely, it should like be Maybe they have to... spaced them out, and it's going to be two... Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be really hard to do distribution right. for seven different items at once. Like, yeah, that would, you flood the market, you're going to... If you try yeah, and all your stock at once, like Right. Yeah, I expect to get them, like, every... We'll get them out by the end of the year. I bet all of them or most of them are out. If one's left right. out, it's probably scum, unfortunately, is the odd odd faction out to come yeah. out by itself next year. <laughs> but I wonder what ships are coming out. Been announced. Yeah, there have been a lot of guesses... Uh, you know, who knows? Because the uh, yeah, the bomber is going to be in the uh, Empire starter pack, so they might. Yeah, it's a way to some... it's a way to reintroduce some extended you, ships. You think they'll single single release that bomber though? Oh, they said it oh, is. Yeah, it's they a dual. They showed the box. The, it's yeah. a dual pack. Yeah, two bombers. Oh, okay. So there'll be a two pack that you can buy. Okay, that's good. I, I don't know if that's coming out with the starter sets. To be clear, there, but it's, it's coming out. Right, but they said that that would be an option. Because that's yeah. like so for somebody, actually for me, if building an empire, or whatever, I might buy one. But um, oh yeah, yeah. But like for somebody who already has all the ships, obviously they're like, I don't want to do that. But you know, if they and, come out with the yeah. two bomber, and since the bomber is being released in the starter sets, it will almost certainly go from extended to standard just at that point. So anybody who yeah. already has conversion kits right. will be able to use. Ah, that's a great point. Right, that's, and we might we might yeah. see some revamped pilots. We might need to see some new pilots. Who knows? Uh, one of the other things I remember is that uh, 
when they come out with the sequel faction kits, I'll probably buy at least a first order one because when I was starting to get into okay, maybe I need to learn how to fly a TIE Swarm, and I honestly could not find TIE Fighter expansions anywhere, but there were a lot of first edition starter kits for like 15 bucks I could find. I'm like, hey, that's two TIE Fighters. Here I go. I picked up like three of them, and uh, that got me my Swarm. Uh, right now, I think I have one TIE FO that's not uh, completely busted and in pieces and in a box somewhere. I have like maybe four unbroken uh, FO ships. Oh god, I'm such I'm so bad with all my shit. They they are fragile. Hopefully the starter set ones are a little will beefier. I was hoping somebody said something about uh they they did say that they've redone their painting procedure, so some of the, the paintings of these will be different. Uh you know, they're just money improving grabs. that. Yeah, <laughs> money oh, grab, there you go. But uh it's Someone was mentioning something about the, the plastics being different, and all I could think of was if they went to the same kind of plastic they use for, like, the pre-painted WizKids miniatures, that that bendy plastic. Oh, <laughs> where all your swords are bent? Exactly. On your exactly. Minis, like... exactly. You get I mean, Yeah, like, I'm kind of like... Yeah, it'd be warped, but every time I drop something, a, f- a wing won't like flip off and get lost. Exactly. I dropped the I, FL bomber the other day, and all the wings were just like, nope, and it just went in different directions. Yeah, I think I have one X-wing miniature where all four cannons are still on it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Look, looking through all the ships that I've had in boxes for the last couple of years, I'm like, oh, I have. Headhunters, I have two headhunters. Both of them are broken and primer painted. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I definitely have cannonless uh, Z95s hanging out. So many of those. Oh, yeah. I have cannonless A-wings just hanging out, too. Uh, yeah. That's that's the thing of... I I used to mock people who stored their ships in the foam cases, and now I'm like, oh, all my ships have been rattling around in a Plano case for years, and all of them have the cannons broken off and fins bent, so... Take care of your ships. They'll take care of you. Yeah, Bill laughs in cardboard box. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Bill's case is the OG. I did buy a sword bag at Adepticon. I'm very excited to break out. A sword bag? A sword bag? Yeah, like sword, a, it's a brand. It's, it's that exactly what I think. It, oh, I just oh. imagine you carrying a sword in this nice protective case. No, it's just it's the it's the model of bag. Okay. Bag. I, I was imagining like Alex rocking up like friggin' Duncan McLeod the Highlander and just unzipping and pulling out all the ships one by one from this long ass tube. <laughs> it is. Oh, it is okay. a very interesting. Box, it's going to replace my backpack for tournament trays because my shoulders got tired carrying a backpack around the whole time. Yeah, I've got a bunch of uh, wood shelves here that I've been meaning to break down and try and like build a better carrying box like yours, Greg. But uh, I just don't have the time or really the motivation to do so. I'm just looking at a pile of shelf wood going, hmm, I should do something with that. Uh, Well, it's been Worlds. Uh, We've talked about what's coming up on the horizon. And right now, uh, April's kind of this no man's land before organized play officially starts. Maybe your local game stores have already announced their store championship. Uh, I haven't heard about anybody getting the kits yet out there in the wild. So, uh, no, I believe they're not supposed to come until around May 4th. Makes sense. Uh, so they've already been applied for. Uh, I, I don't know for sure, I, I, but we don't know. Oh, I know at our local store, uh, John says that he's talked to their Asmodee rep about them, but 
don't know. Uh, if you can't get them yet, I'm sure you can get them soon because they, yeah. if they're advertising the start of OP on May 4th, they probably want people to be getting them by late April. Right. That's what I was thinking. I was like, that's a short timeline, but if, you know, store owners or managers are on top of it, I know yeah, John's pretty on top of it. Asmodee slash AMG reps weekly, presumably. Oh. Because that's how they order product and stuff. John right. talks about how he talks to his, his Asmodee rep quite often, so I assume yeah. the reps will be there to help the stores yeah, realize also, that yeah, those champs are coming. That makes sense. Yeah. Or publishes, job. Yeah. Asmodee <laughs> publishes literally everything. They own like what sixty percent of the board game market. So everybody's got an Asmodee rep. But I assume part of their job as well is to push over. I don't have an Asmodee right. rep. Yeah. Do you own a game store? Maybe. Uh, yeah. You've been holding out on Bro, us. Seriously, Greg is been holding out. I could have been working in a game store. <laughs> I could have been <laughs> terrible. Uh well, again, you know, great to have that in the bag. A bunch of stuff to look forward to. Uh, any shout-outs that uh, we have after Worlds and uh, moving forward? My father, oh, by now, played X-Wing on Thursday. What? Oh. Yeah. Uh, he played for, I guess the second shout-out is the he's starting to ramp back up for Scrub Down 2, which is going to be uh, May 6th and 7th uh, in St. Louis. The uh, our, our buddies and rival podcast, the uh, Midwest Scrubs, are hosting their second uh tournament it'll be extended uh but it's a two-day event it should be a great time mm-hmm. so the last here. one was extended as well wasn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then they're That's, doing yeah a, um but that was a different event, side event on sunday yeah, that was 2.0 times nope, yeah that, that that was, no, 2. It, was 5. it was right before oh, okay. the, it was the weekend of the nerf to uh ursa ren because doug and i both brought her uh the uh, i'm gonna abuse chaining target locks mechanic yeah uh, it's like they dropped the new points at like Friday, four o'clock or something, and we're like, yeah. I've already driven to St. Louis. <laughs> we're on oh, my yeah. list. Still. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's the one I brought Dash to and got ranked. <laughs> uh, no, that one was just uh, Doug and I went to that one. Uh, that came down to. Oh, so I went to the one before that. Yeah, that that was. Uh, that's the, why I'm thinking about the. You're, the you're thinking of Missouri Chlorine, yeah. Yeah. No, Scrub this down was the their one... tournament, like how the state fair was our tournament. Yeah, Scrub Down was a lot of fun. Uh, oh, came down to uh, Doug oh, okay. and uh, uh, Tommy Adams, a uh, friend of the podcast, who ended up taking home the trophy for that one. Uh, that was the uh, the most exhausted final I think I've ever seen. <laughs> it's a good thing that the uh, stream only showed the, the mat because both Doug and Tommy were practically asleep on their feet for that. It had been a long two days. Yeah, that, of was X-Wing. it two days or was that just a one day? That was two days. We had uh, day one and then the cut. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. you and I both made the cut on that one, and then I got slapped around in the top eight and watched the rest of the games, as one does. Uh, shout out as well to everybody who went to Worlds, uh, our listeners out there, everybody who played in the LCQ. Uh, great turnout from our St. Louis folks. Uh, Mark Myers being one of the uh, the top resistance players on the day. Matt Carey Iron Manning his way through three days of X-Wing. Uh Emily Rastel and Clint uh, both played as well. Uh, Mike Simon, biophysical, getting back out there on the table. Good to see uh, everybody there doing well. Uh, there were a couple folks that went, uh, our buddy AJ, but didn't play X-Wing there. Uh, a lot of folks there, just uh, great. To, I was watching everybody and uh, trying to keep track of all of our listeners and friends, but... Unfortunately, Roll Better at the time was only displaying people's Discord or TTO handles, and I had no idea who was who. 
I'm like, somebody uh, with a, something that sounds French is in the lead right now. I don't know. It was weird. Uh, they have said that they are uh, working. Uh, uh, say, for the record, that was not a problem for us. If you were in the tournament, it showed real names. Yeah, showed that's the thing. Yeah, it was only on the internet. So uh, they've mentioned that that is a thing. The, uh, and shout out to, and man, his name just escaped me, fellow that used to do co print yards. Uh, but he's the fellow, the brains behind RollBetter.gg, and they had a major issue the day before the LCQ started, and had to uh, do a hot fix on the fly. And he was there doing it and making sure the tournament software was up and going. Uh, so major kudos there. Uh, um, shout out to Jason Griffith. Uh, nothing, nothing to do with worlds, but uh, he's having. You see him there. It was nice to see him. Yeah, he was playing Legion. Oh yeah, he was there. Yeah, he got he got back. He messaged me like Saturday or something, and I was like, "Weren't you or weren't you supposed to be at Worlds?" And he goes, "Oh, I went already." And yeah. I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, it's okay." Um, but uh, yeah. So by the time this episode comes out, he'll have a surgery. So uh, thoughts with him, and it was nice yeah. to see him this weekend. Uh, good. Oh. Jason's a good friend of ours and a good friend of the podcast. Going yeah. through some uh, rough times, and uh, thankfully things are going to be turning around. Uh, y'all are doing a uh, tournament out in uh, is it in Manhattan Forum, a Legion tournament, I believe. Greg, you said that's Sunday. That's Sunday. Yeah, uh, the the Chaos Legion tournament. How's that work? What's the uh, the, the Chaos format there? Um, it just so happened this last Sunday. Oh, it's last Sunday. Yeah, uh, yeah, it happened Sunday. Uh, so it was a donation. It was a charity thing. Um, and so you spent five dollars to break a list building rule, and so uh, the the average list building rules that were broken was four, I think. Um, and the <laughs> most that one person did was nine, and so you could you could pretty much take anybody you want. Like you could have Vader in uh, the Rebels faction. You pay five dollars. Um, and then, so what I did was I took, so when I joined, when I started Legion, I didn't understand that there was list building um, restrictions. And so I was like, well, I just want Wookiees. <laughs> well, you can't do Wookiees. You have to have core units. So uh, clone troopers or whatever. Um, so I said, I didn't want any core troopers. So I paid $15 to not have any cores. And then I paid $5 to have an extra thing of Wookiees. So I had five squads of Wookiees. So I played 15 Wookiees plus Chewbacca. And then I played two Fluttercraft, which are like their helicopters, which obviously that's my thing. And then I played uh, two of the speeder bikes, like the pirate ones. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was a lot of fun because I actually got to put Wookiees on the table and I got so many compliments about them. Like nobody else brought Wookiees. And I was like, oh, I thought this Mandos were the big one. Like People played Sabine in the Scum Faction with all their other Mandos. And then they brought in Dinjar and um, they brought in Boba. So, like, they had, like, all these Mandos. and like um, all the overpowered ones you can bring. The it was very, yeah. Uh, like, it was fun to play against because they were really beautiful. There was so many good paint jobs. And, uh, um... In my first match, I couldn't do any damage because, like, these Mandos are just beefy. And well, so, uh, you brought, you brought Wookiees. That's the equivalent yeah, yeah. of, like, you know, showing no, up the Armada and all you have are fighter squadrons. Or oh, dude, showing Wookiees up the X-Wing and all you have are Hawks. Oh, man, Wookiees. No, 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 no. Wookiees are, like, I don't even have a good... Oh, they're so beefy. 
like uh, a squad of Wookiees is nine health. That's three Wookiees, nine health. Um, and then like one Mando is one health. So like that's just oh, okay. whatever. But, uh, it so, was like, more the, of he brought a superstar destroyer, and the Mandos were a bunch of anti. Uh, capital ship fighters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to shoot these guys, and they're just like, nah. And then they would just throw my guys, and like, you know, super. It was, it was a great time. There was like, there was five games going on, so there was ten of us, um, and it was, you know, great. We raised about three hundred and fifty dollars, I think, um, and it was just a great time. Uh, Tyler brought uh, Vader, Boba, Bosk, uh, Cad Bane, and. Din, I think, or Boba. Maybe it was Boba. And so he brought like six activations, which you cannot do that in Legion. Like you have to bring you, you know squads. Well, he didn't bring squads. He just brought characters. He Nothing brought but commanders. <laughs> and uh, he 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 played against uh, some. Oh gosh, Jason brought eighty B one droids. <laughs> That's oh God, that's, 10, that's 10 so, squads of so, 8 B1s. Real quick, bro, uh, Greg. So I was interested in Legion, and when they announced the the Clone War factions, all I wanted to do was buy nothing but battle droids and just play those. And I was told <laughs> I couldn't do that, so I didn't get into Legion. <laughs> uh, see, you're, like, you're kind of like me. You were like, wait, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I tell you what, like, well, see, that's why, because... So for Legion, I do a lot of my 3D printing. Um, and so I'm a kitchen table Legion player. And I told these guys that. And um, so I just want to play whatever I want to play. So like, if I play with a friend, I'm like, yeah, okay, Boba doesn't go in this faction. I don't really care. And I'll just play whatever. Um, and so so I totally get what you're saying. Um, so yeah, he, he played 80 B1s, Asajj, and a tactical droid. And one of the people he's playing with, he was real good friends with this guy, uh, but he said, uh, Jason, I don't want to play this game anymore. (laughs) I want to save my... I can't remember what he said, but he was just like, Pete, I don't... Oh my gosh, yeah, he was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. And Jason was like, okay, so Jason won. I think Jason went undefeated on the day, which, I mean, surprised. Oh yeah, when you have 80 battle droids, I can imagine Um, just being like... All right, and, so the game's over on turn three. And actually, funny enough, there was another dude who only had six activations, and he was playing like one thing of B ones, and then it was like Grievous, Dooku, uh, Asajj, or it was Rex and Gar. So he kind of brung some other people in. He took out forty B ones before he was completely defeated. He's like, I got half of them down. I was, I felt good about it, and I was like, dude, I don't even know, I don't even know how you chew through eighty of those suckers. Yeah, he uh, had like eighty-eight health or something in his list. Geez. I had fifteen Wookies, and he had eighty B ones. <laughs> and I was just like, Jason, of course you would break this. He he made up the game actually. No, um, <laughs> and so he, yeah, so he made it up so that he could do this and like. And uh, when he told me about it, I was like, yes, I even had plans on Sunday. I was like, yeah, I don't have plans anymore. I'll be there. And um, That is awesome. Yeah, it was a great time. I had a, I had a really good time. So. This is why I love our community, man. We do stuff like this. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Also some love to shout out. Uh, Ryan Farmer of Fly Better Podcast for getting married this weekend. Uh, congratulations out there to uh, the, the farmers. Uh, uh, a wedding officiated by none other than Head Judge D. Yoon. <laughs> 
Oh, was oh it? He God. did officiate it. No, he did. He, yes, he was the officiant for it. So uh, How? he was at Worlds. Uh, no, uh, this this weekend, like yesterday. Farmer got married yesterday. Or oh, well, then why was he not at Worlds, Farmer? Because he had to plan the wedding. Plan <laughs> in advance to go to Worlds, Farmer. <laughs> I I don't think there's a single couple in the world where the no, other half of the couple would be like, yeah, go on a week-long vacation. Yeah, just take a week off for a wedding. Before our wedding. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's murder. <laughs> they get really uh, mad. And also speaking of worlds, uh, Chris Allen of uh, Chris Allen fame for TOing worlds, Dion and the GSP crew for streaming, making it all happen. Uh, I know Chris was basically tearing his hair out, making sure everything went off as Chris efficiently as possible. Second time job for the last nine months. And yeah, like, it's it's didn't, been didn't get to mention it to anybody until like two months ago. Yeah, and so yeah, he's he put in uh, just a ton of work. Everybody he had to do it in all, secret. It was. Uh, I I just think they. Didn't he had wanna... he had an, he had an NDA for it uh, yeah. that he was oh, doing for okay. yeah uh, probably because... because if he gets announced early then people ask him a million questions he can't answer for right nine right months. and he's so like personable everyone loves him so he yeah would get, he would get hounded constantly yeah but it was uh, also it was one of the smoothest four hundred person events I've ever been to it was like, it was mm-hmm. the, there, one, on day one, like... there was one delay during the last chance qualifier because roll better crashed um and other than that I think everything went super Ex- smooth. X-Wing was 400? Well, it was 200 in the LCQ, and then... 180 in the... Yeah, it was Oh my goodness, I didn't realize the number. That's great. Yeah. yeah. It I was mean, probably closer to 350, because the people from the LCQ got in. That's so, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah it, it was just great to see everybody back out in fours. Uh, I know we say it every time there's a change, but X-Wing's back, baby. Uh, looking forward to it. And in the next couple of weeks, uh, we'll have more store champs out there. Organized play is back. That's an important thing to take away. Right. And uh, too bad I was good two years ago. (laughs) Well, hey, you know, organized play being back, more store champs being announced. Uh, For the first time, practically since we've started this podcast, since like episode five, we're going to be able to road trip and go out and see people. So uh, I know we've been out to things like, you know, Crossroads and Worlds and stuff like that, but this is going to be, I'm hoping for another summer where we get like 10 store champs in a uh, four-hour drive radius and everybody just decides we're going to Iron Man it across the Midwest. That was great. Hopefully the one in Game Cafe is in the early summer. That would no be reason. nice. All <laughs> right. Well, for Toshi Station Radio, I'm Matt. I'm Doug. I'm Smittle. That's not what you're and supposed to say. And there's a Borg. That's not what you're supposed to say. But you said it, weird. I'm <laughs> Jenkins. <laughs> it's what everyone calls me Smittle already. Like, oh, I don't. Well, You're Alex do. to me. You're most Alexander people, to me. Don't, how dare you? <laughs> I hate to say it. Alex. 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 That Alex. hurts you more than it hurts me, Dad. It does hurt me a little bit. <laughs> Unnatural. Worlds. Uh, okay. Worlds. 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 should be six points. Fenrir should be six points. Fenrir should be six points. It's very wordy. Tashi Station Radio is brought to you by the team of Greg Smith, Alex Smittle, Doug Howe, and Matt Newt. If you'd like to help us out with hosting and production costs, you can go to ko-fi.com slash ToshiStationXWing and make a donation. It's always appreciated. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at ToshiStationRadio, an X-Wing podcast, for news and updates. And as always, thanks for listening.